0: How's everybody doing out there today? Woo! Hey, I'm glad you guys are excited to be here. Was it, the, was it the Christmas music that got you guys all fired up? Did you notice the joy to the world? All right. Hey, can we, so uh, listen, uh, my name's Tony Wales. I'm going to be giving the message today. Um, I hope Pastor Brad uh, said, I hope you came in here wanting and willing uh, to be changed. That's, what, that's why you're here, hopefully. Um, you're willing to get a little closer to God. You're willing to grow in your relationship. But if I'm going to be here today, uh, listen, I've got to get a little bit of audience participation. All right. Are you guys willing to participate? Yes or no? All right. If you're not willing to participate, you can go ahead and go now. I mean, uh, daylight savings time. It should be technically 1230. You're probably hungry. It's lunchtime. I, I will not judge you at all. All right. We're in a judgment free zone. All right. So speaking of judgment free zone, don't look at them. Those of you all that feel it's okay to play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Okay, okay, no, 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 it's, uh, hey, keep your hands up, keep your hands up, you should be proud of that. I'm just looking in judgment right now. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, no, I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to do that, all right, how many of you guys are like, hey, Christmas comes after Thanksgiving, yeah, 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 all right, hey, you guys are, you guys are with me, all right, hey, I need a little more audience participation, All right? Listen, the more excited you guys are about this, the more excited I am up here, and you probably don't want to hear me talk like this until 1230. All right? So, I got to have everybody stand with me. Everybody stand. All right? Because I'm going to participate with you. Uh, Wait, wait. I know some of you guys are slower getting up, so we give give them some time. We call that the Senior Citizens Discount. All right, I'm going to need it here in a moment because I'm going to sit down here and I'm going to have to try to get up off off the floor. So if I roll backwards and do like a somersault, don't make fun of me. All right, I got to do what I got to do to get up. I'm like an old 1980s Buick. I might have to rev six times before I get going. All right, so here we go. All right, if you have had a relationship with Jesus Christ for less than a year, less than a year, go ahead and have a seat. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But if you have had a relationship with Jesus Christ for less than a year, have a seat. All right. Good. Good. Hey, we got, we got some people who are brand new here. All right. We've got some guests. Guests, thank you again for coming. All right. How many of you guys have had a relationship with Jesus Christ for three years or less? Have a seat. Good. Hey, no, no, nothing to be ashamed of. How many have had a relationship with Jesus Christ for five years or less? Have a seat. All right, I got some five-year-olds who are like now finally sitting down. All right, 10 years or less. Have a seat. All right, we're going to get a few people here. This is when I'm going to sit down. 20 years or less. I'm still a teenager in Christ, so when I make stupid mistakes, you guys know what teenagers do. They do teenage things. So, all right, even though I'm 40, I got the heart of a teenager. All right, 25 years or less. 30 years or less. I feel like an auctioneer now. Give me 40, give me 40. All right, here we go. 40 years or less. Now, the very last one here. 50 years or more, if you've had a relationship with Jesus Christ for 50 years or more, stay standing. Hey, give him a round of applause, you guys. Give him a round of applause. It, it, uh, it is one of those things. Uh, it is one of those things. Thank you all. You can, uh, you can be seated. It's one of those things that it is, uh, it is worthy to be praised in something like that. Because uh, if you didn't get it during first service, Uh, Wes Lane was here, he talked about perseverance. Those people who have been here uh, and been with Christ, walking with Christ for that long, they have perseverance, all right? They have what it takes uh, to be successful, all right? So when when I was up here, um, I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do, all right? And, And when I got the word like, hey, these people, first of all, are worthy to be praised, you should start like that. And then when Wes started his message and he started talking about perseverance, I'm like, that's exactly what that is. It was like he opened up my mail and read it before I got a chance. So I promise you, I'm going to repeat some of the things he said during first service. And I, I, I didn't read his message beforehand. He didn't read mine. We didn't even know. Uh, it's just when you're in tune with God and when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, he's got a word that he could share with you, uh, right? And he could give it to you. Uh, Pastor Vic last week talked about the Holy Spirit. Alright, if you, if you didn't hear that message, go back, find it online. Guys, again, we hope you are here because you want something different in your life. You want your life to change for the better. You want your life to change for the people around you. You want your life to change for the world around you. Alright, so we hope that that's what, uh, that's what you're here for. Alright, which speaking of Pastor Vic... He wasn't going to be here today, but he, but he ended up actually being here. So I was kind of surprised when I walked through the door. I'm like, man, now he's going to hear me talk. He might not ever let me back up here again. All right. But in but in, in Pastor Vic fashion, since he is here, we got to honor the man. All right. First of all, you guys, if you didn't know this, it, this is maybe the one time, maybe one time only I'll get to ever talk ever again up here. Uh, but he, he actually does these messages every week. I was like, that's easy. I need to do the second thing. Man, you just, talk, you just talk for two services. Just in preparation for this, he told me three months ago he wanted me to speak. And I'm like, shoot, I don't need three months. Give me like 10 minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with something good. And then like a week goes by and I'm like, hmm, I don't have anything. Uh, all right, maybe I just need to listen to God a little more. A couple of weeks goes by and I still don't have anything. And, and this man does it every week, every week. He does it every week for multiple services, and he's not, he's, he's talking about, he's giving you guys the same message with the same energy in both services, and that's why I was like, man, I got to applaud that man, and in his fashion, we're, we're going we're gonna to tell a story, all right? Pastor Vic loves having guests up here, all right? He loves having guests come in and speak. He loves having guests fill in, fill in with the church, and there was this time that a guest was like, hey, uh, this Midwest thing, I'm not really a part of. Can you take me fishing? And so Pastor Vic was like, well, I'm not really the fishing type, but me and Brad together, we can take care of you. We'll take you fishing. All right? And so they go out. They get everything ready. They go on the boat, and they, they take off out to the middle of the lake. And they're out in the middle of the lake, and Pastor's like, dang it. I forgot that tackle box. I mean, he's not really that much of a fisherman, you guys, so don't don't judge him on that. So what does he do? He hops on out of the boat, phew, takes off running across the water, goes grab the tackle box, <laughs> comes on back, and he sits it on down. All right? And the guest like, that just happened? Wait. Okay, I just... I, I, I'm, I'm dreaming. It's a Midwest thing. They must have something in the air, something in the water around here. I'm just dreaming. And Pastor Brad was like, You know what? It's a long time before we might catch a fish. And I had three cups of coffee this morning. I better run to the bathroom real quick. So psh, he takes off across the water, just running right on top of it. He goes and he, he goes to the bathroom, comes back, hops in the boat, and everything's fine. And this guest is like, Okay. That's this kind of church. I get the anointing just being in the boat. Well, I got to go to the bathroom too. And he steps off the boat, sinks. Pastor Vic looks at Pastor Brad. Pastor Brad looks at Pastor Vic and he said, you think we should have told him where the rocks were? <laughs> now, now the, reason, the reason why I share that story with you guys is we, had, we have people who are less than a year in church. We got people who are less than three years, less than five, less than 10, less than 15, less than 20, 25, 30, 35, 4, going on up. And we forget when we are here that everybody doesn't know what we know. I mean, Pastor Pastor Brad hit it in the offering, like, hey, some people are first-time guests here. They don't understand the flow that we have. They don't understand that we go from tithes and offerings to a message, to tithes and offerings and a break, and sometimes announcements in there. Like, they don't understand the flow just because they're, they're new here, all right? So regardless of where you've been, and regardless of where you've been from, all right, I'm going I'm to share with what I, can, what I can share with you guys, all right? Revelations 12, verse 11 says, you can overcome, you guys, you guys can overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of a testimony, all right? All right? So I'm going to help you with some of the struggles that you might have in your life because why I had everybody stand and then people randomly sit down is you are not alone in your life, all right? There's a time, I'll be honest with you guys, I walked into this church building. There was a whole bunch of people sitting here. I was not alone, but I was alone. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it, because it was the first time through the door, and I didn't get it. I didn't get, it's actually kind of weird, um, I, I'm a math teacher by trade, so uh, I'm going to try to teach you guys something up here, that's a, that's a gift God's given me, so I'm just using the gift that he gave me. Um, there's actually a mathematical principle called Pascal's Triangle, all right, those of you all who are familiar with math kind of have seen it, it, it works its way on out, and it's kind of some pattern recognition things. But what people don't know is actually Pascal was also a Christian philosopher. Pascal said, hey, there's a God-shaped hole in everybody's heart that can only be filled by him. So when I walked through the door, I had a hole in my heart and didn't realize it. I didn't realize it. Up to that point in time in my life, I had tried to fill that hole with a lot of different things that some of you guys have probably had. I tried to fill it with alcohol. You know what you find at the bottom of an empty bottle? Anybody? Nothing. There's nothing there. So you could try another bottle, but guess what? There's nothing at the bottom of that one. And nothing at the bottom of the next one. And so you keep searching. So you keep searching for things in your life to fill that hole. So here's where it hits home, and here's where Wes talked about. So sometimes We choose to fill that hole in our heart with sin. Because it's kind of crazy. Sin's fun at times. The Bible said specifically, sin is pleasurable for a season. It's like, look at this. Man, me and my friend Sin, we're going everywhere together. Hey, hop on in, man. And when you do that, you you don't realize what you're bringing with you everywhere you go. All right? Because I'm up here preaching to you guys right now, not from a place of perfection. In no way, shape, or form am I a perfect man. You just asked my wife. I wanted, to, I wanted to title this message. I was like, hey, can I, can I give this message a title, The Big Butt, B-U-T, B-U-T? And she's like, I swear, w- women, women know two things. They have that maternal instinct. Some of them do. Some higher maternal instinct than others. And they have that ability to look at you and stare a hole through you. And I was like, "Okay, so the big bud—you you don't want that one." I'm in. I was gonna put B-U-T and, and make sure it was. And she and I'm like, "How about the backside?" And she's like, "It's no, it's no better." All right, she she always tells me I could fill a book with the with the things I don't say. (laughs) I could probably fill multiple books with the things I do say. And listen, uh, uh, husband advice. This is kind of a side note. This is free. I probably should charge you this, guys. There are some things that you don't say to your wife. All right, like hey, you missed a spot. (laughs) Not not a good idea. I mean I mean these are uh, again places of imperfection. You're gonna go out in that outfit. Mm -mm, Not not a good idea. Don't don't use that one either. Alright, I mean, there, there are a few things that, that you could probably better choose your wording on when, when you are going to do that. Even if you're trying to be helpful, guys, uh, realize sometimes it's better just to not say anything at all. Alright, my, my parents always told me and I never realized that it actually had profound meaning in my life. They said a sign of intelligence is knowing when to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes I'm not very intelligent, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'll just come clean with you all. alright. So, when we are working through our life, we do a lot of things that, that, feel, that feel good and feel pleasurable for, for that time being, all right? So, when, when we are working through these things, all right, I want you to know that, for me, I have made some mistakes in my life, so what we do when we teach up here is we try to keep you all from making some, some of the same mistakes that we have made. All right, Because when, when we are in a relationship for a long time, I am just happened to use my wife when, when we were talking there. When we are in a relationship for, for a long time, it's kind of crazy how um, that person gets to see the ugliest out, out of us, don't they? They get to see the worst side out of us. And they still get to choose whether they want to stick around or not. Isn't it kind of crazy Jesus gets to see the ugliest side of us too? Yeah man who went to the cross, who died for all of our sins, we still show him the ugliest side at times. All right? We still at times take him and set him on the back burner. All right? This is the time of the holiday season. All right? I'm, I'm reminded when I get to hear the Christmas music before Thanksgiving. All right? This is the time of the holiday season where, again, he is the reason for the season. He's the reason why we, we celebrate Christmas. He's the reason why we get to have salvation. All right? Because salvation is free. It will cost you everything. One more time. Salvation is free, but it will cost you everything. All right? That was, that was something that I, I didn't realize in, in my walk early because I thought salvation meant I could kind of do what I want. i got to do what I want whenever I want it. Because Jesus was going to forgive me no matter what. Kind of the person that we love the most, sometimes we do things that we want and feel as if they should just be along on the ride. We don't take into consideration everything with relationships and, and the hurtful things and the harmful things that we can say. And we do that to Jesus too. All right? Peter, who was with Jesus for a long, long, long time, Walked with, uh, walk with him for, uh, I'm not a biblical scholar, I don't even remember how many years, all right? But walked with him, even denied Christ, three times. And Jesus even told him he was going to do it. And Peter's like, no, Lord, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. He even knew when times got tough, sometimes people don't respond the way that they want to. All right? Like I'm going to share with you guys Romans 7. I think they got it up here. I don't remember what version I told him to use, so if I don't read it exactly like, like what's up here, uh, please, please don't get too mad at me. All right? Romans 7, verse 14, and, and I'm going to stretch it all the way down to verse 25. All right? Romans 7, verse 14. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. So the trouble is not with this, the trouble is not with the stuff in the Bible. And what it tells us to do. Alright. The trouble is with me. For I am too human. And I'm a slave to sin. Whew. That's a tough thing to admit. Especially for, for people who have walked in here. Because we don't realize that. We don't realize that we're. Uh, we live in a country of freedom. We live in a country. Uh, of Where I going to make the choice. To do what I want whenever I want. Like freedom is what our country. Was built off of. But I'm a slave, and it says I don't really understand myself. For what I want to do is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Peter's talking about right there. He's talking about knowing, knowing that he is sinning, knowing what sin is, knowing that I should not deny Christ, and he still did it. Guys, he walked with the Messiah. And he still made this choice. So those of you all who are walking with Christ right now, realize these aren't eternal setbacks. When you make mistakes, and when you have, when you have issues, and when you have habits, and when you have things that you slip up on, all right, that you make mistakes with, when you get relaxed, Wes talked about it in first service. He had the shield up here. Pastor Vic did did a message a couple a couple of weeks ago about holding firm that shield of faith. It's tiring. It's tiresome. You know you should be holding it up. You know you should be thwarting off those fiery darts. But instead, what do you do? You kind of get relaxed. You kind of get used to everything that we're doing. We kind of get in habits. We go Monday through Saturday living one lifestyle. And then for two hours on Sunday living a different lifestyle. And we don't know why on Monday we go back to it. Because we don't want to. We don't want to do this. Pastor Brad was just giving a story about, hey, he he, he was tried on the way to do the right thing. He was doing the right thing. He was going to get somebody for church. And still, there were obstacle after obstacle after obstacle put in front of him. All right? Listen, I know I'm guilty of it. I've been driving behind cars. I live in Salisbury. So it's a 20-minute drive over there, 20 miles. All right? I've got behind people going 50 on the highway. And I'm like, it is 60 miles an hour. Just speed up. And then, I'll be honest, there's times that I'm like, you better do And then I'm like, oh, God. You just saw me in that. Whew. That was kind of ugly of me, wasn't it? All right? And we know that. We know how we should behave. But instead, we still choose to live in that other, in, in, in that other lifestyle. Verse 16, Romans 7, verse 16. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong... This shows that I agree with the law is good. If I know what I'm doing is wrong, then what's in the Bible is good. What's in the Bible is good for me. What's in the Bible is going to help make a difference in somebody else's life, mine, and because it makes a difference in my life, it's going to make a difference in everybody else's life that I'm around. Verse, verse 18, or sorry, Verse 17. So I'm not the one who is doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but again, I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do what is wrong. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, am I really the one who is doing wrong? It is the sin that does. I've discovered this principle in life, Romans 7 verse 12. I've discovered this principle in life that when, I do, <coughs> that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. Notice how he said everything, but then he's like, but... What did he use but as there? He used but and then followed it with an excuse. That's what he did. How many times do we do that? Oh, I would have been on time, but but that car over there, it was driving slow. Well, you could have left five minutes earlier. We we still use it as an excuse, though. Oh, man, I probably shouldn't have had that 17th cookie at Thanksgiving, but it was good. Think about it, guys. Let's be honest. How many of you guys have used the the word but, B-U-T, and then followed it with an excuse? Okay, okay. There's only like a handful of you guys that want to be honest here in church. All right. No, no, no. No, it's okay. It's okay. Again, judgment-free zone. All right? I'm going to try to not make eye contact. All right? All right? All right. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Imagine if you would have put but right here. But, verse 25, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you will see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ. Amen. Because when we we try to do this on our own, we end up failing over and over again. Those of you guys who have been in the walk for a long time have this perseverance. And you realize that it isn't because everything is mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop the way you live. All right? It's not. In the beginning of the song, it said, I can praise you in the valley. I can praise you in the lowest of times. All right? We know we can praise at the mountaintop. Thank God for everything he's done for me. But when you're in the valley, naturally, is it easy to see the mountaintop from the valley? No. And you guys already know that. So can you praise him even when you don't see him? That, that, that's part of this. Sometimes what clouds our vision is our sin in our life. Sometimes what clouds our vision is our sin in our past. That we feel we can't let go up. Alright? That's what, that's what salvation is. When God says, give me your burden, when you come and you lay it down, don't pick it back up. When you lay it down, don't pick it back up. Some of you guys, well, I've always been this way. That's good. It's good that you recognize that. But you can be a new creation through Christ. That's right. I've always done this, but I don't have to do it anymore. So it's the other side, that's why I entitled this message, it's the other side of the cross that we want to see. It's the other side of the cross that we want to live in our life. On the front side of the cross, Jesus was nailed to it. Jesus died there. Jesus bore all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our blame, all on the front side of the cross. On the back side of the cross, there's nothing there. None of that's there anymore. That's where we need to live our life as Christians. We need to live our lives not not sinless, because that's going to be impossible. But we need to live our life teaching other people when they do sin what forgiveness looks like. We need to teach other people what Jesus Christ looks like. Romans eight, this goes, this goes straight on through verse one. There was a tough period in uh, there was a tough period in me and my wife's marriage. All right? I had some sin in my life. I didn't recognize that's what it was at that point in time. You guys, I didn't. I used but and then the excuse after it. It was the, but it was the way I was raised. But it was okay. My family did it this way. Listen, those of you all who struggle in relationships realize this. Husbands, uh, speaking to wives, husbands only know how to love you like their father loved their mother unless there's other people to pour into their lives. All right? I only knew how to love my wife the way that I saw my dad love my mom. That was it. That's the only thing I knew. But when Christ was put in me, I realized I became a new creation altogether, and I didn't know how to handle it. In my mind, I was still warring. There was what I've seen my whole life and what I was supposed to do. Well, I knew what I was supposed to do, but I still chose wrong. She's the one who actually poured into my life and shared with me Romans 7 when we were struggling. Guys, and when she shared it with me, I'm telling you, it broke my heart. I cried, ugly cry. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up here as a man and admit that. Ugly crocodile tears. I did it on my own. All right, that way she wouldn't have made fun of me. No, she probably wouldn't have made fun of me at that point in time, but I'll be honest with you all. All right? And then I felt, I felt hopeless. I felt crushed at that point in time. Oh my God, the rest of my life, I'm, I'm going to know what sin is and I'm going to keep doing this. This isn't the way I want to live. Why, why, why did I accept salvation? Why did I accept it if this is how I have to live? I don't want to live like this. Can I, can, I, can I give this salvation thing back? I don't want to have to deal with this. And then she shared Romans 8 verse 1. Now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Verse 2. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Thank God for Romans 8, verse 1. There is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. He takes the sin... He takes the blame, He takes the shame, and He takes it all away from you. You don't have to live in that. The reason why I'm speaking on this is because during this point in time, one thing that I like to do during this holiday season is I do like to spend time with my family. I like to spend time with my wife. I like to spend time with my children. I like to spend time with my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. I like to spend time with my family, my mom and my dad, my older sister, my younger sister. That's what Thanksgiving, that's what I remember about Thanksgiving. That's what I remember about Christmas. All right? I remember these things. I don't remember the gifts that I was given, but I remember the memories that I have with them. During this time of year, there's always an uptake in the amount of things that we do. There is. How many of you guys have plans for this next week? Whether it's work, whether it's doing something after work, whether you're going to go watch somebody play basketball, whether you're going to do something. How many of you guys got plans? All right. Everybody's got some sort of plan. So what do we do? We start planning. We start thinking ahead. We start working. We start living life is what we do. We start living life. And then we're like, uh, yeah, yeah, Jesus, hold on just a moment. I got, I got something. I'll be right back. Okay. And we do this. We start living life. And we realize that that table didn't disappear from behind me. I know it's still there. He loves me so much, he ain't ever going anywhere. He's never leaving me. But what do I do? I live my life. And I don't think about he should be in the forefront when I'm living my life. He should be out. He should be, when I I am at work, what, what I'm sharing with people. All right? Guys, we live in a sinful world. All right? We do. It's tough times. As a high school teacher, I get to see a lot of it. I get to see the byproduct of parents' sometimes ugliness in their children. Parents, your sin doesn't have to be your children's sin. And children in here. Your parents' sin does not have to be yours. All right? You do not have to, you you have the power to accept Christ, and Christ will change your life. All right? Not your parents will change your life, Christ will. All right? If you had a poor childhood, guys, you didn't deserve it. You did not. But good thing we got a father in heaven who's better than any natural parent that can be given to us. Guys, when, it, when this holiday season rolls around, keep Jesus in the forefront of everything that you do. Keep Jesus in your thoughts. Keep Jesus in your prayers. When you share people, when you meet people, when you have the chance to pour into somebody's life, pour Jesus into their life. All right? Because life is hard. All right? You guys, my my wife has made a tremendous impact on me, all right? I wouldn't be the man that I was if it wasn't for her, all right? Because I know, in all honesty, I still have some of the ugliness that comes out of me, all right? Which is something that I work on on a daily basis, all right? In case you didn't know, I sat down and I said, hey, I'm a teenager in Christ, all right? I'm going to be 40 this year. So over half of my life I spent not, not saved, not knowing anything other than about the Christmas story about Jesus. One day I'm sitting there in, the, in, the, in, in my bed in the morning, all right, I'm reading my Bible and my, my wife walks in with this. And she walks in and she's like, hey, you should read this story. By the way, babe, don't give me the eye. I, I folded it over so I didn't move your bookmark on here. All right. Yeah, yeah she trained me pretty well. All right, she, she walked in and she shared this with me, and I started reading it, and I'm like, <laughs> I can see where this thing's going, but I'm going to read it with you, and I'm going to share with you guys uh, as I close here, all right, so if there's somebody who wants to come up and uh, play, you can play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it out with this story. Uh, it's kind of funny, my wife, I think this is probably her drawing, she put some hearts next to it. Did you put the hearts next to it? Okay, she did, she did, all right. The story is told of a man who met God in a a lovely valley one day. (laughs) Met him in a lovely valley? In a low place. Uh, The words words that were chosen here were chosen for a reason. How are you this morning? God asked the fellow. I'm fine, thank you, the man replied. Is there anything I could do for you today? God said, yes there is. I have a wagon with three stones in it, and I need someone to pull up the hill. Are you willing? Yeah, I'd love to do something for you, God. Those stones don't look very heavy at all, and the wagon's in good shape. I'd be happy to do that. Where would you like me to take it? God gave the man specific instructions, sketching a map in the dust on the side of the road. Go through the woods and up the road that winds up the side of the hill. Once you get to the top, leave the wagon there, and thank you for your willingness to help me today. God, you guys, how awesome would that be if God just met us and was like, hey, you want to help me out today? I'd be like, sure, God, what you need me to do? All right? No problem, the man replied, and set off cheerfully. The wagon pulled a bit behind him, but the burden was an easy one. He began to whistle, and he walked quietly through the forest. Man, isn't that how it always is at the beginning with salvation? I mean, it's like happiness and rays of sunshine go everywhere we go. Like, well, the, the sun's always shining. Well, oh, man, it's... It, It's just like like salvation at the beginning. The sun peeked through the trees and warmed his back. What a joy to help the Lord, he thought, enjoying the beautiful day. Just around the bend, he walked into a small village. The people smiled and greeted him. Then at the last house, a man stopped him and said, How are you this morning? That's a good-looking wagon you got there. Where are you off to? The guy said, Well, God gave me a job this morning, and I'm delivering these stones to the top of the hill. My goodness, the, guy, the other guy replied. Can you believe it? I was just praying this morning about how I was going to get this rock up the hill to the top of the mountains. Then the man told him with great excitement. You don't suppose you could take it up there. It would be an answer to a prayer. The man with the wagon smiled. Of course. I don't suppose God would mind. Just put it behind the other three stones. And he set off with the, with the other three stones and the extra rock rolling behind him. The wagon seemed a bit heavier, but he could, feel, he could, he could start to feel with the with jolt of each bump, and the wagon seemed to pull to one side, and the man had to stop adjust the load. But he still sang a hymn of praise, pleased to be helping out a brother and God at the same time. Then he set off again, and he reached another small village at the side of the road. A good friend lived there and offered him a glass of cider. By the way, there's cider out front. If you need some, go ahead and grab some on the way out. All right. Are you going to the top of the hill? His friend asked him. Yes, I am, he said, excited. Can you imagine? God gave me something to do. Yes, said, his friend. I need this bag of pebbles taken up to the top. I've been so worried that I couldn't get it up there. Uh, would you be able to take care of it? The man said, it shouldn't be a problem. I think I can handle it. He finished the cider, stood up, brushed his hands on his overalls, uh, grabbed a hold of the wagon, and he started up the path again. The wagon was really pulling at this point in time and tugging at his arm. As he started up the incline, he began to feel the weight of the three stones, the rock, and the pebbles. Still, it felt good to help a couple of people in need and to help God. One little stop after another, the wagon grew fuller and fuller and fuller. The sun was hot above the man pulling it. His shoulders ached now with the, with the strain of all the extra loaded. And his songs of praise of thanksgiving that had filled his heart had long left his lips. As he began, as he began to build inside with something else. Surely this wasn't what he signed up for. God had given him a burden heavier than he can handle. The wagon felt huge and awkward as it lumbered and swayed over the ruts in the road. Angry, the man began to have visions of giving up and letting the wagon just roll backwards. God had played a cruel game on him. The wagon lurched and finally said, This is it. God can't expect me to haul this up all the way up the side of the mountain. Oh God, he wailed. This is too hard for me. I thought you were behind this trip. But I am overcome by the heaviness of it. You'll have to get someone else to do it. I'm just not strong enough. As he prayed, God came to his side. Sounds like you're having a hard time. What's the problem? It's kind of amazing when we're having a hard time. All we got to do is cry out to him, and God shows up. He does, right next to us. The man said, You gave gave me a job that's too hard for me. And he started to sob. I'm just not up to it God walked over to the wagon that had the stones on it and he said what is this he held up a bag of pebbles and the guy said "Uh, that belongs to my friend John I just had to take it up to the top and he set it to the side and what's this well that was a stone that I picked up at my first stop the lady said she and he kept going stone by stone lifting all of them out one at a time Let others shoulder their own belongings. God said gently, I know you were trying to help, but when you are weighed down with all these cares, you can't do what I've asked you to do. And he said, because what I ask you to do, remember, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I will never ask you to carry more than I will give you the strength to bear. The man said, I can do that. He grinned and the joy grew grew back in his heart. The songs of praise filled his lips again as he started back up to finish what God asked him to do. You guys, that's the story of our life. When we have salvation, we're given salvation. We're given a fresh start. The burden that God is going to give to you is light. Everything else that's in the wagon behind you it's up to you on whether you want to carry it or not. We're going, to do a, we're going to do a salvation call here in just a moment. Over in kids in church, they call it the ABCs. Admit, believe, and commit your life to Christ. That's why they call it the ABCs. Because it is. You don't have to overcomplicate this thing. Salvation is free. But it will cost you everything. It will cost you a change in your life it'll cost you to recognize when there is sin in your life. It'll cost you to recognize, hey, what's, what's a God burden that He's placed on me? And what's a burden that I've placed on myself? So, at the end, of, at the end we're going to have a team up here to pray for you. If there's something that's really weighing you down, have someone come alongside to you. Have them come, come along with you in agreement in prayer. And you can lay it at the altar here. And when you lay it down and you turn around to leave, don't pick it back up. Leave it here. Leave it at the altar. Leave it at the feet of Jesus because he's the one who can save us. He could save us from our sins. He could save us from ourself. So, if you guys are here for the first, if, if you're looking for first time salvation, it is just as simple as right there at your seat. You can just say, God, I know I've, I've been a sinner maybe I've sinned a lot in my life maybe I still currently sin but God I believe that with you and Jesus Christ in my life I can change and I commit myself to being the person you need me to be Jesus from here on out so if you did if you did say that it's a personal intimate thing If you need help along the way, share with somebody. As we started at the beginning, we shared shared the fact that, hey, you're not alone. Some of you guys are brand new in your walk. Some people have been here 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 years walking with Christ. You're not alone. If you need anything, any kind of prayer needs, there will be a prayer team up here at the front. They would love to pray with you. Guys, they have a heart of a prayer warrior up here. I've seen them pray. Alright? Prayer will make a difference in your life. Alright? And as I close, I am going to close with prayer. I hope you learned something today. I hope this week as we go through trials, because we're going to, Monday through Saturday, I hope we remember to take Jesus with us along the way. Lay the burdens down. Because they're going to come. Just like in the story, as he traveled from one place to the next, as you travel day to day, you're going to probably be added something. Lay them down. Give them to God. So as I close, I hope you guys enjoy this wonderful weather. God's blessed us with an amazing day. All right? Uh, Just use this week to make a difference in somebody's life. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We just thank you for the ability to come uh, and just gather in your name, in your presence, Father. We thank you for your word, and we know that it will not return void, Father. And Jesus, we we just thank you. We thank you just for laying your life down, uh, for the sin that's in our life just to be gone. So, Father, we pray uh, just as as we leave here, as we work through this week, God, that we can keep our eyes fixed on you, and we can make a difference in somebody's life.